And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Take two, Matt, for this show. <laughs> it, it's it's good though because I, I named the stream uh, episode 208A. <laughs> I saw that. There's a whole saga you out there would have missed if you didn't watch the show live Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Because oh boy, did it take us a year and a day to fucking get back to this. Oh my god, fucking OBS, I tell ya. The, the trouble of running an online show and running an online stream, if people only knew the little stresses we go through, the things that shorten <laughs> our lives due to hypertension. The things that, like, shouldn't fuck up do fuck up. Always, always, <laughs> always, always. Uh, but yeah, so uh, before we were so cut off, uh, you were telling me uh, you spent your week playing the new Squadron game. I know you and our uh, mutual friend Kurt from Capes and Quests uh, were talking about that extensively. I did, yes. It uh, is really good. It's really good. It's, it's good value as well because it's like 40, 50 bucks. Uh, you get a uh, six or seven hour long story. You get the multiplayer. You get a bunch of customization options. Mm. And it, the game looks really good as well. It's yeah, pretty yeah. in-depth as well. It's basically like Fight Simulator, but in Star Wars. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was interested in it because I know a lot of people were saying, like, ooh, i got to get a new flight stick for it, you know, make it really, uh, mm-hmm. really uh, impressive and everything. I'm like, ooh, I'll definitely have to do that when I can afford that because, you know, November's <laughs> coming up and we got, like, basically a new great game every month, you know, starting from the end of October to December. So, you know, it tis, tis the season of much consumption yeah oh yeah and we got and, we got like playstation 5 and xbox yeah, and all that coming out absolutely i i didn't pre-order i think we talked about this last week on the show i i have never had any luck with pre-orders also too because i'm like well i can either buy this console for 500 whatever or take that money and buy cyberpunk and buy a bunch of the other <laughs> stuff that's coming out uh Although it's funny, uh, what we're going to talk about later in the show, but uh, I was on a bit of a kung fu kick this week, which in turn caused me to be like, ooh, uh, I should listen to some Wu-Tang, and then from <laughs> listening to some Wu-Tang, man, I should replay Def Jam. Oh, there's no legal way to get get uh, any of the Def Jam games due to, you know, endless uh, licensing issues for both songs and rappers. Okay, I guess I'll dip my toe into finding a way to play it somewhere else. So that was how my week was. <laughs> Yes, yes. Emulators, uh, they're they're pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. And again, this is this is the one thing I think I can morally justify. No, they will never re-release any of these Def Jam games in any other legal form. This is the only way to keep this piece of digital art alive. Yeah. Well, eventually, that's going to probably be the only way you can keep yeah. it alive. Although apparently the Def Jam Twitter like apparently blue balls people every couple of months like hey remember how good this game was shouldn't we do this again <laughs> yes motherfucker yes you should <laughs> I think Ice T was even talking about it at some point and gamers were like Ice you could actually make this happen like don't talk about why they don't make another one go make another one <laughs> go down to Def Jam Records and say hey we should really make another one of these yeah yeah for real <laughs> uh but yeah that's what my weekend has been like that and ambulance shows yeah you were t- you were talking just before about ambulance shows yeah yes on amazon they have them in two flavors the uk one and the australian one and the australian <laughs> one i found particularly interesting because they do a lot of high speed crashes there and also like australian drivers and you can tell me if this is a correct portrait or not just do not give a fuck about ambulances they do not stop they just kind of do their own thing oh yeah Oh yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I I know from from like eyewitness experience that, mm. that that's the that's a real thing. It's the damnedest thing. I'm like these Australian cars aren't moving. They're driving towards. They're playing chicken <laughs> with the ambulance. What? <laughs> Like Canada, obviously, we have our own stereotypes of bad drivers, like out in French Canada and Quebec and everything. But their thing is that, you know, they're just really reckless and drive really, really fast. But I just love the idea. No, we're not moving for this ambulance. <laughs> uh, good, good shit. So that's uh, that's been my kick. What uh, what about you? Uh, what has not been Star Wars centric in your week this week? Um, well, I never talked about it last week, or at least I don't remember, but I recently got into the world of building Gundams and Gundam yes. models. I've seen that. I'm a little jealous. You and I both talked about this being like, man, with quarantine and all this time on our hands, we're going to have to take up new nerdy hobbies. And you and I talked for like a good 15 minutes off, Mike, about like, yeah, well, I wonder, would you need the tools? Would you need the glue? Tell me, tell me about the world of Gundam models, Matt. Um, well, well for me, it, it was like, I, I'd wanted to do it for a while, but. Mm, to get same. them i'd have to buy them off like amazon or ebay and stuff and prices yeah, yeah. there are kind of ridiculous mm. um and then i'd have to wait for them to ship but then i found out there was a place not far from where i live that actually oh. that's like a it's like a um hobby shop it's, an, it's like no it's like an online shop that sells gundams oh really like like gundams like the paints like all the stuff you'd need for gundams all the different like like brands and everything and they're, they're like an online store and they they ship it to your house within like a like two days mm-hmm. so well, so I, I went through all of there and picked out like a bunch of different ones and and yeah i've just been building i've ended up how many have i got here i've got like all the boxes stacked up ready to put nice. in storage i got one two three four six <laughs> <laughs> six oh wow oh wow that's a new addiction you're on the gundams and you're on them hard now pump them pump them right into my yeah. veins they're really fun they really and i'm oh, having yeah. a i'm having a long uh really great time painting and detailing them as well i did my first like proper oh, one that i painted from the ground up and then detailed it and everything and it looks really damn cool I always see them at every convention, and I'm like, "Yo, that looks fun." And then I'm like, "But where I'm when I'm done, where am I gonna put them? I have so little space. I cleaned <laughs> off my kitchen table just recently, and I'm like, "Oh, I could could work on some Gundams there, listen to some smooth jazz, just let the stress melt away of the fact that the world is on fire." Yeah, not not only that, like some of them come with like so much shit. Like, just not it's just not like the actual Gundam robot. It's like you get like an entire arsenal. I bought one that came with like it's like a um like a holding pen for it oh wow <laughs> like like one of those things that like you see in like like the shows that like ha- have all the people running along with the scaffolding yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff I'm like holy shit this is awesome i'm sitting here looking at my desk right now and you know how much space do i even have now <laughs> not much i got uh i got my dinosaur from tartakovsky's primal <laughs> i got my hook hand aquaman from justice league that was like a birthday gift to me, and I'm really happy to keep that one on my desk. Uh, if I go down to the drawer, I got my uh, dice tray and stuff that people know <laughs> from Capes and Quest with my two types of dice. Actually, my friends that I've been playing the same game with in high school forever, they demanded to play tonight. And I'm like, guys, I have a show at 10. It's the only show that has never changed. Are you really going to double book me in one night? And it was like, well, you're telling me, not asking me, so I guess I'll be there. <laughs> so that's why that's uh, there. Uh, my uh, Xbox gamepad, I don't own a game or an Xbox, but it's good for PC and everything, so I keep mm-hmm. that there. So that's uh, that's a new segment, everyone. What's, what's around your computer right now? <laughs> Mine's just covered in Gundams. <laughs> just all Gundams. Gundams and, like, Gundam paint 
<laughs> the Gundams have taken over Matt's computer area. <laughs> We're going to come back tomorrow and, like, the room just all around you is more and more Gundams. It just keeps <laughs> p- piling up more and more as the quarantine goes on. <laughs> oh, he's more Gundam than man now. <laughs> Uh, sounds super fun. Don't be shocked if I start doing that, too. Oh, do it. Do it. <laughs> a, a good fan of ours, uh, Marvin, actually, he's super into it, and he actually gave me kind of like a good primer for newbies there. It's like, you know, you're going to need this. Here's the cheapest way you can get it. Here's a mm-hmm. good starter Gundam mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. it. And uh, apparently one of them is a Char Aznable Zaku, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I know what that is. Even if I'm not, like, the biggest Gundam guy, I am aware of who Char is now. He's, like, the biggest guy in the series. Yeah, I, I bought... I bought, I didn't buy his Zaku. I bought, like, one of his, like, men's Zaku. But I've been buying, like... I've got probably, like, three versions of, like, the, the like, hero Gundam that everyone knows. The R- RX-78, uh, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, yeah, I've got three. Because it's just such a cool-looking design. It is. It, that's why it's so popular, because yeah. Gundam's fucking rule. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. So believe it or not, this is a comic book podcast, not <laughs> just for uh, Gundams and ambulance shows. But trust me, could talk about that forever. That'll be a good uh, good uh, variety show, Gundams and ambulances. <laughs> yeah, hey, let's talk about horrible uh, accidents and also what Gundams we made today. <laughs> I mean, shit, there's a podcast for everyone out there online, so I'd be shocked if that wasn't a thing. <laughs> That's that's our new big idea podcast coming soon. Uh, we do have some news this week, not a ton. I feel like the biggest stories happened two weeks ago, and now it's starting like peter off a little bit. But maybe we'll actually get to talk about comics we read this week because there were some big big goings ons. There was, there was. Uh, I guess our first piece of news here uh, comes from Marvel, and they're doing something kind of cool for the King in Black event, which is the big Venom Null storyline starting in December. They're going to be giving away temporary tattoos with this comic, with all physical copies. <laughs> that's like the most, that's the, equally parts the most Venom thing ever and the most mm. Donny Cates thing ever. <laughs> It really is. It's also like a throwback to like 90s comics, mm-hmm. ironically, when Venom was probably the mm-hmm. biggest he ever was, where it's like, yeah, get your holographic trading card and get your stick of gum <laughs> and get, you know, everything else with this comic. And I mean, yeah, I, I want a Venom temporary tattoo. Of course I do. I yeah. read everything digitally, so I probably won't get it. But hey, Donnie, if you're out there, please send some to the comic multiverse. We'll make a big deal of it. We'll put the temporary tattoos on while I'll we do I'll put one the on show. my forehead. <laughs> oh he's damaged so damaged tevi in the chat asking how does a temporary tattoo work it's like you put it in water and stuff and you like slap it on your arm have you, ne- Rub it on you never arm. had those as a kid growing up temporary tattoos yeah i i think they kind of phased out like they, they were did. probably big when we were, we were we were kids in like the 90s yes. that's when they were fucking huge everything they came were- with temporary tattoos they were huge in like gumball machines like yeah, you'd have yeah. something with like little gum in it you'd have something with like little toys and shit in it sometimes they put them together and yeah that was like the biggest thing mm-hmm. you, you do it for a quarter yeah. you know just just because we don't sound old enough you know <laughs> back in my day gum and vending machines cost only a quarter <laughs> and because i live in such a shitty small northern town most of those places are still there <laughs> <laughs> 
I, with I'm the sure same I gum and tattoos. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I mentioned this a hundred years ago on the show, but I went bowling one night in my local small town just for something to do. And I swear to God, that place was a fucking time capsule that had not changed in 20 years. <laughs> I love those type of places. <laughs> same linoleum floor, same, you know, like uh, cleaning smell on the chairs. And I shit you not, in the claw machine, they had like original Digimon plushes from like 1990 whatever. Go get some of them. They're probably worth a fortune now. <laughs> that was my thing. I'm just like, can I fucking break into this? Because yeah, these things have not been touched in like two decades. I'm sure these are worth a lot of money now. <laughs> They're probably still there right now, and the bowling alley is still closed because of coronavirus. <laughs> They're just waiting there to be stolen. <laughs> the place had no food. The guy in the office ordered food. <laughs> Which is what got me. <laughs> the fact that you're not even eating here says a lot. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, temporary tattoos for King and Black, that's freaking dope. I'm down for that. Yeah, if I find out like my local comic store when they put this up for sale and putting them out with the temporary tattoos, I might actually buy the issue physically. Oh yeah, I'm definitely putting a call into my shop to be like, <laughs> hey man, can I get the tattoos? I want some of them tattoos. <laughs> that's like an actual like thing that you can do now such a fun idea and something very fitting to king and black and venom i'm shocked they didn't try and do something similar for like death metal but i guess death metal had like its own curated playlist so there you yeah go. yeah it's got yeah it's got its own soundtrack basically i do love it when comics try and do something different because again it was all the rage back in the 90s and no one does it anymore i like it when they try and do something a little different yeah i'm still like shocked by like like and i know i've been around for a while but like comic trailers that's just yeah. so strange to me. It's so weird because they never existed before, and yet they make sense because they're like, well, yeah, you want people to read it. You want to grab people's attention, and trailers do it. But it's like comics are so niche. It's like, who is even going to see this? <laughs> and if they do see it, and they're like, oh, that's cool. What's that, a new movie? Oh, it's a comic? Eh. Yeah, I guarantee you there will probably be a fair few people that will be like, oh, new movie. This is, looks cool. Oh, it's, it's a, I have to read it. Yeah, with my eyes. I don't want to read with my <laughs> eyes. Can't I just have someone summarize it for me? <laughs> well, let me tell you about YouTube, and let me tell you about a couple channels who would really like you to come and watch. Just putting it that way. But, uh, yeah, that's some cool shit. That's a fun idea. I, I always like it when comic uh, creators and comic companies do something interesting. If we if we had a comic multiverse comic, Matt, what would, what would be our thing? Uh, hmm. Crack. Jawbreakers. <laughs> Jawbreakers that just break your jaw. There's not yeah. even candy inside. Yeah, they're just full of sawdust. <laughs> they're just iron balls. <laughs> they look like like an earth. That's there the thing. You go. Oh, I like that a lot. Ooh, what were those things? They were really popular. They were like stress balls or whatever. It could be mm -hmm. the comic multiverse stress balls. <laughs> I'm sure we could probably get them made up. Just get like some. I'm sure someone does makes like like earth looking ones and be like, this, yeah, this, yeah. This, this is a comic multiverse. I like You're squeezing that. Have, Earth three. <laughs> yeah, I can have our faces on and everything. Man, you know, you uh, you got a great new uh, what is it? Portrait there from Fiverr. We gotta go to Fiverr to have them upgrade like the poster thing and everything. And yeah, it's gotta be <laughs> something that we can slap on the stress balls and the t-shirts and everything else. Yeah, yeah. 
that's what we got to do. Uh, but yeah, so there's your King in Black update, everyone. Now, uh, after that, we got some rather interesting Spider-Man news, and I'm sure it's the thing that everyone is chomping at the bit to hear us talk about. And in truth, I don't fucking understand this, so I don't know if I can, you know, shine any more light on this than anyone else. But apparently, Jamie Foxx is coming back in Spider-Man 3 as Electro. What? Yeah, I don't understand how well like, i can understand how because i think it's going to be a, a jj situation where he's coming back as the character but it's not it's right. not the one from those movies it's like right. he's going to be electro but he's not going to be a blue fucking weirdo who's yeah. mad that spider-man didn't want to say hi to him once or something which that's interesting is that like is he just a really good sport jamie fox and just really really wants to be involved in spider-man and they're like yeah sure come back or is this like a contractual thing that didn't get fulfilled and now they have to fulfill it somehow? I don't I don't understand this. It feels a little like like this is Sony, like like this this seems like it was like a Sony thing. It's like, well, you can make our movies, Marvel Studios, but you've got to bring these people back. Because I, I have a feeling like he might not be the only one. There might be like yeah. others from other films. Yeah, because there was, like, talk there of that Sinister Six movie they were making mm-hmm. forever. So, like, is he involved in that? And or did they still have to fulfill that somehow, some way? Or, again, is this just a big, long Marvel joke is what it is, where it's like, hey, here's Jamie Foxx as, like, a new version of Electro, and, oh, look, we put him in the yellow and green suit, and, oh, look, Tom Holland punched him out in the first five minutes. Yeah, oh, look, we actually made him, like, like an actual character, yeah, or something like that. Or again, is this part of some sort of bigger Spider Verse? Uh, what is it? Multiverse of Madness thing? Is this like some sort of like quick walk on to show you that yes, we are doing multiverse uh, stuff now in Marvel? Possibly, possibly. It could also just be like like that thing, like uh, like like the multiverse, where it's like a reference, like like oh, those amazing Spider Man films were a were were a timeline or an alternate reality yeah. and and like max dylan exists in the marvel cinematic universe and he's jamie fox as well but he's seems different like, seems like such a weird port of call to be like oh yeah we're gonna make reference to that of yeah. all things the amazing spider-man movie is probably the shortest tenured spider-man <laughs> ever but then again i mean weirder things have happened so i don't fucking know yeah why don't they bring back paul giamatti's rhino remember his <laughs> rhino <laughs> love that guy look if he doesn't do it just cast me i'm his son i'm son of rhino i'll bring my own track suits that's something they could definitely go with yeah weird weird choice i guess we'll see where this one ultimately goes i don't think anyone was expecting that news when they woke up no not at all i do i do know i think he said he wouldn't be blue so oh, that's good. So he'd just be like Jamie Foxx in who shoots lightning from his hands. Unless Jamie Foxx just really, really fucking likes comic book movies and really wants to be in Spider-Man and maybe he yeah. just asks nicely and they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, it might just be a prison scene because, like, obviously Scorpion and Vulture are already in jail. Uh, what is it? Quentin Beck is dead, but Mysterio still might exist. So maybe this is like another post-credit thing to try and set up a uh, Sinister Six. Yeah, I get. Yeah, again, it could be like like what they what Sony did with Mobius, how they 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 forced um, at gunpoint Michael Keaton to 
to be in the trailer. <laughs> That's right. I forgot he's in the trailer for a second. Holy shit. Morbius isn't a real movie. That's not <laughs> happening. That's a fever dream. We all had a collective fever dream. It's a side effect of the COVID. <laughs> Being kept inside for so long. For so long. That's not a real movie. That didn't happen. <laughs> I cannot believe that that's a thing. And also that, like, no one is talking about Morbius right now for obvious reasons. Yeah, well, no, no one gives a fuck about Morbius. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anyone. Fucking Jared Leto is off being a fucking crazy cultist at the moment. That's so. right. He became a cult leader during all He didn't this. even know fucking COVID was a thing. He, like, went and, like, started a fucking commune somewhere or something. Yeah, there's a guy to build your film franchise around, everybody. Yeah holy shit yeah don't don't get too hyped for morbius 2 everybody mr damaged himself morbius 2 filmed at jared leto's cult (laughs) compound (laughs) we're filming right in the compound everybody (laughs) oh yeah morbius 2 going into some weird and different directions everybody (laughs) Thank you for reminding me about that, Matt. I totally forgot that, and it brings me much, much joy. Brings me much joy that that happened. Uh, something that didn't bring a lot of people joy, though, and it's another Spider-Man-related story, and this this shit's just weird. So uh, if you get the PS5 and you get the Miles Morales Spider-Man game, you also get the remastered version of the original PlayStation Spider-Man game. And for some strange reason, uh, they decided to change the character model for Peter Parker. He looks a lot more like Tom Holland now. Yeah, um, well, the reason they gave is that the new actor, uh, who actually does look exactly like like Tom Holland, like... Oh, really? It, it, yeah, the, the, the new guy they got playing him looks exactly like him. Um, oh, they changed the voice, too. No, 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 no. They're just the face model. Yuri, Yuri Lowenthal is still voicing. The The reason is apparently this guy's face with the new technology they used to remaster it, it matches up better oh. with Yuri's. Because Yuri does um facial okay. capture as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it matched up better with hit this new guy's face. Interesting. Because of the new tech, obviously, more, you know, resolution and I don't know, huh. something technical behind it. But blast processing, there's too much blast processing in the <laughs> PS5 is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, so weird thing. Didn't bother me. I'm just like, oh, okay. Because, I mean, it's yeah. not like they're destroying every copy of the other game or something. No. You can still buy it. Chances are you probably already own it. But some people took this to be the fucking Spanish Inquisition for some reason. It, again, it's fucking Spider-Man fans. These are the same people that bullied Insomniac into putting the Raimi suit into the uh, into the game. They, they, they'll post all up until and even after that suit was in the film. Uh, was in the game um they just kept like spamming their their twitter and facebooks and everything telling them to put it in i will never understand the behavior of some nerds even though i am one the strange obsessiveness speaks to something deeper that i may never understand (laughs) it's weird man it's so weird it's a hell of a hell of a thing but uh yeah so remastered spider-man different face yeah, I, I'm fine. I, I'd like to see it a little bit more because I only showed that this one little scene of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd like to see it more in like motion and like suit, like scenes where he's got the mask off in the suit and everything. Yeah, yeah. But but um, in saying that, like the stuff we saw of the new remastered game does look really damn good. Yes, it looks very pretty, and it like was a brand already new a pretty game. game. 
Yeah, yeah. Most deaf, and it was already a pretty game. And hey, mm -hmm. I never played the DLC, so that would actually be pretty cool for me to go and get a chance to play it and get it all part of one package. Yeah, I only played the first, the first uh, one, the the one with a uh, black cat. I only played right, that right. one. I didn't play the other two, but yeah, yeah, they did a couple. Yeah, and I know the remaster. I think comes with all of them, all three of yeah. them. Aren't there like new costumes too? They're putting in this as well. I think so. I know. I know Miles is going to have the same sort of thing with new costumes and whatnot. Which will be interesting because, of course, Miles doesn't have the same publication history, so he doesn't have near as many suits to call him they're, on. They're designing suits for him. They designed one called uh. the track suit. Um, the, a uh, comic artist, I can't remember who it was, but he designed the suit for it. I hope they have his D&D &D, uh, character from Champions. Oh, that, that, was that suit was really cool. With the cape and everything, yeah, I'm like, yeah, the hood this, and everything, yeah. I'm like, this is almost too good to be an alternate. Like, this should yeah. be another character. <laughs> this should be like he, like when he, when he decides to like, when they, when they do like the Dark Knight version of, yeah, of Miles. Yeah. This is his costume. It's really fucking good. Uh, I guess he had like a symbiote suit there for a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, what is it because of uh, I forget what Venom centric story it was, but he got one. Oh no, it was uh, it was the last one they did. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have that. I'm sure he'll have the Into the Spider-Verse costume. Because it's great. Um, I'm sure there'll be, like, yeah, his classic one. There'll probably um, probably a bunch of, like, alternate colors and stuff, like a white one or something. Yeah. Hope that, I do hope that D&D &D one is in there, though. I don't know if they will because there's quite a lot of parts to it. It really is. It's yeah. very fancy. It's, like, straight-up Batman. They, they could kind of cheap out on it. It's like, here's the costume minus the cape. Oh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think what uh, what other costumes could they potentially have for him. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. I guess. Yeah, he hasn't had as many. Which, again, no. his, his like, legit, like, everyday costume is pretty fucking solid. It's pretty perfect. Itself. Yeah, I can see why they wouldn't want to change it. Like it's maybe, hard to maybe you could get success. an advanced version of that, like how the, the Spider-Man in the game did with the big white uh, spider on it and everything. I like that. May give him, like, an armored variant that's <laughs> just, you know, the regular suit but shinier yeah yeah that suit actually did it or that uh, game actually did a really good job making me like suits that i never liked before because they actually looked better in three dimensions yeah i liked the 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 one suit that they had was uh it was the one he used in all i think it was all new all different where it had like that green sort of like Tint, lighting yeah. behind the behind the spider i liked that one and that's in that game heck i liked all the scarlet spider ones that i never <laughs> had before they look great <laughs> uh but yeah so that's basically uh all the news this week everyone there was not much to go on at all no i i can't think of really any other big bit of news that came out quiet week no big trailers no big comic stuff dropping no big initiatives just pretty pretty chill yeah it feels like the calm before the storm though <laughs> yeah yeah again like we keep saying come january when dc inevitably reboots again even though they keep not calling it a reboot but come on we all know what it is <laughs> yeah it's a reboot yeah you can call it whatever you want but we are... <laughs> oh shit yeah the kamala khan ca casting yes thank oh, you yeah. Jaden. That I happened at, like, the something. tail end of last week, eh? Yes, it did. They uh, cast another Canadian actress. She is from <laughs> Markham, which, uh, not to give too much away, but Markham is literally an hour away from me. <laughs> 
which is pretty fucking dope. I love that they cast her. She's kind of an unknown. She hasn't been in anything yet, but she has been very involved within the entertainment industry. Apparently, she worked very closely with uh, the Toronto International Film Festival, uh, trying to get like some more, uh, what is it, diverse submissions and everything. So, yeah, she feels very much like a uh, legit Kamala Khan in real life. That's awesome. And, of course, because the internet is a horrible place, they were sure to go on her, uh... Oh, of course. Whatchamacallit, letterbox account, and start going through her movie taste and everything, and fucking Screen Rant did a whole article, and I'm like, God damn it, she is a fucking child. Can you not did, do Did they this really internet? do that? Yes, they did. Oh, my God. The big thing Screen Rant wrote a fucking article on was apparently she wrote, like, a not-great review of the Captain Marvel movie. Well, she doesn't have to like it. That's the th- yeah, I know. There's nothing that says like if you take a character who's related to, say, Captain Marvel, that you have yeah. to like their film. Yeah, and it's so fucked up too, because like her literal review is like, "Hey, I give it two stars, but none of this is for Brie Larson. She's great." And I'm like, "Oh, again, that sounds very much like Kamala. I'm mad at what Captain Marvel has done, but she's still <laughs> my hero and inspiration." <laughs> It's funny, too, when I heard that she was Canadian and she was from Markham, I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to try and get her on the show at some point. That would be amazing. And then I hear all this go down. I'm like, ah, and this is why she will probably stay off social media forever and not talk to anyone that's not vetted. And you know what? That's fine. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think she actually had, like, Twitter or anything. So No. Or, or if is, she did, she she got rid of it before the casting. Got rid of it real quick. Again, you see young people, smart and thinking. <laughs> delete your Twitter, delete your streams, delete everything <laughs> before you got big. Uh, what is it here? Uh, I have her name in front of me. Uh, again, because, you know, she has a, a Pakistani name. Everyone, uh, all the websites I read keep spelling it differently. Yeah. Which is a hell of a thing. Uh, Villainy is what it is. Uh, Imin Villainy. Mm-hmm. So good for her. That's exciting. That also means, hey, that show is moving along at a good pace now, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think all of them are starting to sort of ramp up production. Because I think Falcon and Winter Soldier, or Wonder Vision, I think, is basically finished. Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah. is like in its last like couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So like they'll be finished and being shipped out. So they need to start up production on these other shows. So yeah naturally also too if i can gloat for a little bit shang chi canadian she hulk canadian (laughs) miss marvel canadian we coming for your jobs americans we taking them all tomorrow you're gonna find out that i've been named uh, like the new host for g4 or something (laughs) god i wish (laughs) that makes me wonder too the fact that they keep casting so many canadians does that mean they're gonna be filming those shows probably in toronto to save some money I don't know, maybe, because I know goddamn Falcon and Winter Soldier is, like, going all over the bloody world to, like, yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, And I think WandaVision, I think, was mainly set, so they filmed, like, backlots and stuff. Yeah, I wonder if they looked at something like The Boys and they're like, oh, so we can actually film in Toronto and just make it look like New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be that'd be something i can see it oh please let me do a walk on in one of these please i will drive the two-hour train trip to get down there just to stand in the background my my dream job is i want to play like thug number two that gets punched out by one of the heroes (laughs) that's on my bucket list i want to have a quote on the back of a book and i want to get punched out as thug number two (laughs) and we'll be like hey everyone look there that was me that was me they punched punch me real good (laughs) i said hey lay it in you can punch me for real it's fine (laughs) 
That was my payment, just getting punched real good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as the chat is bringing up, too, that means they basically cast everyone from these new shows, minus Moon Knight. Yeah, well, I think his, his, uh, his casting's got to be coming up pretty soon, because they did, they did She-Hulks, then they did Miss Marvel. I imagine his mm. show's probably the least furthest along, so he'll yeah, be yeah. probably next. A lot of Keanu Reeves rumors, but then again, I feel Keanu Reeves is one of those actors they just rumor for everything. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, I saw him rumored for, like, Reed Richards and Craven the Hunter and just all these different roles. Didn't didn't you have a good pitch recently for someone for Moon Knight where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good? I did? <laughs> yeah, I think you did. I can't remember. I'm yeah, sure I, told- I know we talked about it. I remember talking about it when, like, a while back, but I, I can't actually remember. Yeah, you told me one and it was good. Uh, it, here's two just off the top of my head uh, as I think about it. Uh, is Walton Goggins too old? Uh, I Maybe for like one of them. I know he's in the MCU already, but... Oh, shit, should, that's right, he just is. Just get him to... I mean, it's Moon Knight. <laughs> that's fucking, true. He could, be, he could just be like, was it the cabbie one? Yeah, I mean, we've been doing some double day. Okay, not Walton Goggins. See, I forgot he was already in the franchise. Holy shit. I have not watched uh, that movie in a while, but I should. <laughs> See, I, my first port of call is always actors from the show The Shield. Okay, not him. Uh, here's a weird one. Uh, so I've been watching Fargo Season 4 recently, and uh, Jason Schwartzman, who was like uh, Gideon Graves in uh, the Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. movie, plays a bad guy in this, and he's very good and very slimy and very crazy and in his own right. I, I, I'd do that. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. Also, Schwartzman, so you'd be casting a Jewish actor to play a Jewish character. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would love that. Absolutely, and in fact, I'm pretty sure they are going to have to cast someone Jewish for that role, which naturally, when you say that, people are like, Jake Gyllenhaal, because he's one of the only people they know. (laughs) Unfortunately, we can't have Liev Schreiber, though I would love to have Liev Schreiber in the role. I mean, I, I don't know why we can't. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf, the chat is shit, saying, yeah, I know he was rumored there for a bit. Lord knows he could play crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, d- I don't know. I don't know whether it's... That, that's like a different kind of crazy. That's like, he's actually crazy. Yeah, like, he <laughs> It's not an someone. act. He's actually a little fucking mental. It, yeah, they would probably never do it because they wouldn't want to do three paychecks, but wouldn't it be really interesting if it's like, oh, we cast our Moon Knight, and it's Keanu Reeves and Jason Schwartzman and Shia LaBeouf. Well, yes, that's right. We cast three actors for Moon Knight. Well, see, I think they're going to do that. I feel like they, they're they going to do that. I feel like we're going to get a, like uh, a, someone playing Mark Spector, um, mm. someone playing, who's the cabbie? Which oh, one's the cabbie? Uh... Stephen Grant is the millionaire. We, yeah. we, we had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I feel like you, you got to cast like three different actors who kind of sort of look the same for th- for the three roles and then get like a stunt double to do like the actual Moon Knight in the costume stuff. Jake Lockley, thank you. We always yeah, forget that's Jake him. Lockley. Uh, someone too is also saying the actor who played Freddie Mercury, uh, Rami, Rami Malek. Yep. He's definitely weird enough, that's for sure. Mm, yeah, and I know he plays good villains. Indeed he does, yeah. I just think there's a lot of good choices. But again, uh, don't be shocked if it's another Canadian and if we capture we capture all of them. <laughs> also, Jesus Christ, this really lets you know that they're watching a lot of Canadian TV there on a freaking, what is it, on the Marvel Disney lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and again, it could also be say as well as like, well, we're going to be shooting in like Canada and like toronto or vancouver or something yeah. we'll cast someone like from around there who's quite famous 
and who already you know lives around there yeah. in the area. Although that being said, most Canadians who are famous don't actually live in Canada anymore, <laughs> which is same of all sorts of places. Oh no, we got to go to LA. We got to go to Hollywood. I mean, I'm sure the Hemsworths don't live in Australia anymore. <laughs> oh no, Chris does. He, oh, he, does he? Did you not see that video? Like it was like a couple of weeks ago. There was like a news report out in some place, and he he just appeared. Like, cause, cause his family like owned like, like some land a little further up and he'd been living there since this whole Corona stuff had started. Oh, wow. He just like turned up and just like did the weather for him. <laughs> oh, well that's nice. Good, good for him. I always like it when people from a place feel like they don't have to move to Hollywood or New York or whatever, then mm. they can stick around. Oh, I'm sure he's probably got like 20 homes there. Or oh, of course. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying don't do that. Hey, have a place everywhere. Go hang out in Paris for the weekend. Hang out in New York. Go to Katz's Deli. Do whatever. I would do it. I'd just be saying like, no, 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 but I live in Canada, though. <laughs> I, I, I say that now, but I'm sure if I did, it's just like, oh, Hollywood North so stifling. I don't get the roles I need. No, I don't want to do another CBC original series. <laughs> and when I say CBC, everyone, I mean the Canadian Broadcast Company. <laughs> just putting that out there <laughs> uh so yeah i guess we want to talk about what we read this week now that we know we officially tackled all the stories thank you chat for reminding me if i didn't remember that i would have kicked myself <laughs> uh where would you like to begin Matt? should we talk uh, about the exoswords uh yeah let's talk about exoswords which uh, continued in uh was it x factor issue four Yes, X Factor issue number four. This uh, issue wastes zero time getting started. They literally threw you right into the end of uh, X of Swords creation, where the mutants are coming back from getting ambushed by the sword bearers and the summoner, and they uh, they're all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, they're they're, they're all kinds of fucked up because obviously we got uh, Richter who got hit by one of those poison arrows and is slowly mm-hmm. dying. Uh, Apocalypse, who uh, got stabbed in the dying. back and in the front, is also dying. We had Rockslide die last issue, who is um, super dead. And yeah, they they all come back and they all get sent off to the usual uh, healing chamber and and uh, resurrection stuff. And we find out that some some's fucky with with Rock uh, Rockslide. Oops, turns out if you die in other worlds, you stay dead because it's a nexus of multiple dimensions. And when Cerebro tries to make a back of your backup of your mind, the file gets corrupted and wipes all your saves. It wipes it and then starts a new game, but it, it, it's like a new rock slide. But he doesn't yeah. know what he is, who he is, and no memories of his past life. Maybe maybe it's a combination of rock slides from across dimensions. Maybe it's something completely new and random. They uh they, they call it rolling the cosmic dice. Basically, <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen. You could you're definitely dead and definitely gone, and maybe transformed into something different, which is such a fucking huge big brain Hickman idea. It is. It's it's so good. It's, it's it's such a big brain Hickman idea, and yet he didn't write this issue, so you can tell his hand is like throughout all of this which is really great yeah you're right it wasn't written by him it was written by williams there but Mm -hmm. it definitely feels like it was Mm -hmm. you know it definitely they keep the same voice Mm -hmm. throughout the story which is definitely good moving forward yeah yeah it's it's great uh i did think that the issue was a little bloated it was like almost 40 pages long without the supplemental stuff the new status quo yeah we're really they they could have done that in probably half the time they could have but um i did like uh like all the stuff with like the quiet council where like emma frost is kind of like the voice of reason where she's like well if this means permanent death then 
Fuck we this, we're not doing this tournament. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, we should close the portal and just move on with it. And they're like, uh, yeah, we kind of can't do that right now. We're kind of <laughs> dedicated to it. So fuck, we got to get magic swords and go to a fight where we know that if we die, we'll actually stay dead. Yeah, I, I do like that that raises the stakes. Because it, it, in that first issue, I was questioning. It was like, well, doesn't matter if like any of these mutants just fucking die. They'll just be resurrected again. Yeah. What a, what a great way to cut through that and go, no, 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 it's actually worse than death. But I wonder, like, that again, this is like me putting my, my tinfoil hat on. Like, could they, they, they could they could get around it by doing, like, what we've been seeing in, like, X-Force and stuff where they, like, can make a copy. I know it's against mm. their, their laws, but they could make a, a, a clone of, say, Wolverine and send the original, quote-unquote, to die, and then do they just still have Wolverine? Oh, that's some real dark fuckery is what that is. We created suicide soldiers to go die on our Again, behalf. that's something that's totally something Beast in X Force would do. He'd be like, I don't give a fuck, we'll do that. Yeah. I've been I've been cloning all of you this whole time. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fucking nuts. That's fucking cool. Yeah, or this could be somehow a lead into like the chimeras. And how that's yeah. Made. I- yeah, I think they're definitely leading to that, too, at some point by the end of that story. They're going to explain that. Wouldn't it be crazy where it's like, yeah, Cyclops dies, quote-unquote, and gets remade, and that, like, lady with the visor, yeah, that's just Cyclops remade. Yeah, yeah, the one from uh, that Adam story that's coming up. Yeah, wouldn't it be nuts if that's what it was, that the children of the Adam are just their original counterparts completely remade into new young people? Yeah, something went wrong along the way, or, like, they could only, like, oh, we can only make, make we have to turn Cyclops into a woman, because that's how, like, the machine works or something, or, yeah, yeah oh, that'd way. be really cool. That would be an interesting way to get into it. I like this, too. We kept saying, hey, when is Moira going to come back in this story? She comes back for a second when, like, Cerebro is fucking up. She's there, and it's just like, wait, what? What's happening? Why hasn't <laughs> anyone told me what's happening? He's like, what the hell is this, has Charles done? What fuckery has he brought on us? <laughs> Charles, did you forget to pay the bills again? <laughs> Why is the Cerebro out? <laughs> I was trying to play WoW. <laughs> Uh, Polaris, who, you know, obviously is one of the characters of the X-Factor book, so it's fun to see her really take center stage in this story because she's the one who has to basically give the riddle of the swords to everyone Mm -hmm. and, you know, all the swords they need to find. Some we know about, some we don't, but it's not just that you got to get the special sword, you got to get the mutant to wield the special sword into battle. Yeah, specific mutant has to wield the specific sword and then they got to all go into this, like, uh, the circle that was made from Rockslide's body yeah which i think is cool that polaris made it and she's like yeah you know i made it half with magic know-how half with like you know scientific knowledge of the magnetic poles and everything because they can't just walk through apocalypse's gate anymore this is the only way they can get in to have their mortal combat tournament yeah and uh we've the first um the first sword bearer to arrive is obviously magic which makes a lot of sense yeah yeah it's like, well, duh, obviously it's me. I've been like the premier sword mutant forever. <laughs> Some of the other ones they mentioned, you know, Wolverine and the Muramasa, duh. Mm-hmm. That one makes a lot of sense. Uh, what is it? Uh, Cypher and Warlock, who his, is his sword. And he's like, well, wait, can we even go? We're technically two people. Is that breaking the rules? <laughs> I, I I guess like maybe Young Cable as well, since he used his sword in that in that first issue. 
Yeah, Young Cable is one of them. Apocalypse is another one, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, obviously he's the one they're mad at. Yeah, I did like did like Xavier and Magneto going to meet uh, Apocalypse this issue. They kind of like, kind of like did the whole like we're better than you because we're yeah. alive sort of thing they, with them. <laughs> they really gave him the business. In fact, yeah. I, I, the way I read it is they're like, we would kill you. We'd put you in the tree with Sabretooth, mm-hmm. but we actually need you to fulfill one of these prophecies. So like, get your shit together or else. As someone I think said in my comments for the video on my review of it, I think um, they said that maybe this is probably going to end with Apocalypse either either dying or being sent into that tree with Sabretooth. Mm, that'd be a hell of a thing man i was thinking about that last night i'm like yeah they sacrificed Sabretooth right away to show how serious they were because it's like yeah here's a well-known prominent mutant with a fan following and it's like yep he's the first one in the tree and i'm like it makes sense because Sabretooth has shown he has no loyalty to anybody and doesn't give a fuck about society yeah i can't wait till he gets out he's gonna be pissed Oh, you know that's going to be either an X-Force story or a Wolverine story from Benjamin Percy, The Escape of Sabretooth. And he's like, yeah, I had all this time to plot a revenge, you dick. <laughs> I actually read a really interesting interview with, uh, what is it? Uh, not Jerry Duggan, but, um, oh God, uh, Colin Bunn, who was writing X-Men ever so briefly mm-hmm. uh, during the time when Sabretooth became a good guy. Mm-hmm. He apparently had a whole arc mapped out that he never got to do because this Hickman stuff happened. But he said, you know, he wanted to tell a story about Sabretooth becoming a villain again. But he wanted it to be an allegory for Alzheimer's because Wolverine and Sabretooth live for so long and their memories are always failing them because they're Mm -hmm. always getting hit in their head. And, you know, their brains are always regrowing. And he wanted that to be the reason why Sabretooth became a villain again. I'm like, that is so sad and so tragic. And, wow, I'm actually a little bummed you didn't get to tell that story. Yeah, that actually sounds really cool. May, hey, may, maybe Hickman might bring him back in and and we get to see that story. Make that a mini on its own. I think that yeah. would be a story. And you, and you could do that for Wolverine and you could do it for Sabretooth where it's like, yeah, we keep losing our memories. We keep mm-hmm. losing ourselves every couple decades. Yeah, yeah. Because of just massive nonstop brain damage. Uh, but yeah, so X-Factor, really cool. They definitely up the ante. I think this story is, you know, hit the ground running. And I wonder <laughs> if the next one is going to be a lot more action heavy now that it's like, okay, here's our sword person. That's what I was hoping. Like, like these first two issues were quite heady in like explaining all the rules and everything. Mm. So yeah, hopefully like from now, because it's, it's goddamn 22 chapters, which yes. which has me worried that's like, oh, there's going to be more chapters of like setting stuff out. And then like the, the last 10, I like all action or can we like... Like, yeah, yeah. sort of dole spread it out it and out. like spread it out we uh we get three this week yeah yeah that's the thing they come in pretty quickly indeed they are in fact i haven't even figured out how i'm gonna do it on my channel yet if i'm gonna do all three at once or if i'm gonna try and split them up i don't think there's gonna be a lot of dc competition honestly i don't think this week there i think this week there's like uh like dead planet and i think the end of joker war that's it right yeah issue 100 of that actually here let me let me look at the exact titles uh for this week i know one's wolverine yes wolverine is one this week uh yeah here x of swords reading order god i gotta get marauders done before that comes out Uh, (laughs) okay so it was x factor yeah this week it's gonna be wolverine six x-force 13 and marauders 13 okay so yes i really need to get marauders 12 done before next week because <laughs> goddamn this shit is coming up fast yeah you get three 
in one week. Uh, and I think ne- I think the next week as well is another three. Yes, it's going to be three every week, I think, until the end of the month mm-hmm. is what I think it is. So after that, it's going to be Hellions, New Mutants, and Cable. Yeah. And then we start the process all over again. <laughs> oh, also, we actually get some special issues in there, too. We get X of Swords Stasis uh, mm-hmm. as part 13 and X of Swords Destruction for number 24. Yeah. Hot damn. That's a lot. That's a lot of X-Men. <laughs> and it's good. It's good, though. I want to read every issue. <laughs> I, I do, you know, like, it's easy to complain, like, oh, these are too many titles, oh, it's too much. Yeah, but it's all really good quality stuff, though. It is, it's so damn good. I know we talked about this last week, too, but people saying there where it's like, you know, is this to Hickman's X-Men run what Infinity was to his Avengers run? Is this only the middle chapter of actually a much bigger story? Oh, yeah, this is like the, the, the prologue. <laughs> Past his prologue. The first year is just a prologue. <laughs> you don't You don't even know. Uh, all right, what else did you have, Matt? Because we could just talk about X-Men forever and ever. Uh, I had, uh, what was it, Three Jokers, issue two. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, I also had this one. Yeah, this kind of like, like had a lot of people in that first issue saying that a certain someone was going to be turned into a mm-hmm. Joker, and this, this issue kind of said, no, no. We yeah. thought about it, but no. Literally, Golden Age Joker, the one behind all of this, looks basically directly to the reader and says, that's fucking stupid and obvious and on the nose, and I'm anything but those things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, no, so the, 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 the mystery between the three Jokers continues. Batman learns that Jason murdered the uh, the comedian. Was it comedian or the clown? It's so fucking hard. I'm pretty sure it was the clown. Comedian straight. Pretty sure it was the clown. Okay. Um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, that ends up murdering him, and he's he's not like upset or anything. He's he acted really strange. He he has a quiet fury. He knows that it's yeah. his fault, and that there's no point in getting mad at Jason. But he's also not going to get mad at himself. There's a lot of very complicated emotions going mm-hmm. on in this story. Yeah, and you've got Barbara who wants him to be getting mad and wants him to find mm-hmm. Jason before Jason does anything stupid. Jason does do something stupid, and that's yeah. trying to go for the Joker himself and try and track down where they're taking all these chemicals. Yep, backfires on him in a major way. Uh, it's funny, too. We also get to see a bit here where apparently uh, Joe Chill is also involved mm-hmm. in this on some level. The Joker left his prints at a crime scene, and it's a really great moment. It's very understated where like Batman goes to his mm-hmm. cell and you can tell that he has a speech ready that he's been writing yeah. for like ever only stutters. to go in there. Yeah, He stutters only to go in there and realize that Joe chill is nowhere to be found. So he can't do his speech. Yeah. I, I love that moment where he stutters. It was, it's not really a stutter. It's like he, he speaks like really quietly. He's kind of like meek a little bit and it's like oh it caught batman off guard. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no. And that Batman actually looks silly. Also, Hey, the picture is on Joe Chill's wall. That uh, kind of looks like the family yep, that Joker family. was imagining in the beginning. Yep. Interesting. Are they implying that one of these Jokers might actually be Joe Chill's son? That's what I took away from it. Because the kid looks more like Joker than anything. Well, I think so because... Oh, I can't remember what it was for. I think it, it was like a, a long time ago when they did like a Joker origin. He had like... The, the comedian one, he had like a wife. And she was pregnant. And... um. They, well, yeah, they for, mentioned uh, they for, mentioned, uh, for killing joke. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They mentioned he had a um, he was going to have a boy, and right. that's what the family was. He was remembering that, but it might also be related to this Joe Chill stuff. 
Right, like maybe he's remembering it wrong and everything. In fact, mm-hmm. the wife there looks like the wife from Killing Joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is Jeff Johns being like, ha I knew you would think that just like I knew you would think the Red Hood thing and I got ahead of you once again. <laughs> it probably is. It absolutely is. Because I think Jeff Johns is really flexing his meta text muscles in this where it's like, I'm a comic fan and I know how comic fans think and so I'm going to fucking get ahead of you. <laughs> I think the big the big emotional payoff for this issue was actually Barbara and Jason getting a chance to talk about their mutual trauma at the hand of the Joker, which I don't think has ever happened in the main series. And you're no. like, how has that never happened? Yeah, and it, it's interesting because they're basically two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Barbara got, as she even says as much, she got help from her father and Bruce and all these people around her. I walked away from it, literally. Yeah, whereas Jason was just left in in a grave yeah i he the thing he says that's so gutting is like i don't think i ever had anyone yeah yeah which i'm like that's so fucking harsh but also like super fucking true (laughs) yeah yeah it's the it's the best jason todd has ever been written ever it's yeah it's the deepest most complex most adult it's the jason who's like yeah i actually have a problem and honestly it's pretty truthful for batman too for him to be like no i'm an emotional anorexic i let jason down Mm because i couldn't go and talk to him i needed him to come to me Mm -hmm. like barbara came to me because that's the only way i work yeah yeah and I thought that was really solid and really well done. And even just the panels they have that are completely silent where, like, an injured Jason wakes up in Barbara's apartment and sees her physical therapy charts and sees her wheelchair mm-hmm. and sees all this other stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, all the healing I didn't do. Yeah, th- this could have been me, but it wasn't. Yeah, it's well done. I uh, I enjoyed it quite a lot. Yeah. Again, uh, Jeff Johns, he he brings the heat, man, even for something that has been, you know, built up for so very long. Yeah, and just, like, the amount of references and stuff in this to, like, past Batman stories, past Joker stories, and just, he just, mm-hmm. he references it all. Oh, yeah, th- this is, to the killing joke, what Doomsday Clock was to uh, Watchmen. It's just mm-hmm. a wash in references. Everything's a yeah. reference. Yeah. Jo- Joker holds the camcorder at the end exactly like he held the Polaroid. Yeah, oh, well, let's talk about that end then, though. So, so Joker and one of the Jokers, it, I can't tell which one it was. I think it was the the comedian. He ends yes, up I think so ends up breaking uh black uh breaking into Blackgate and breaking out uh Joe Chill, who was dying of cancer. Yes, so we think. Um, ends up breaking him out and taking him, and Joker seemingly wants him to like confess on the real reason why he murdered the Thomas Wayne, and Martha Wayne, yeah. and I again this is this is me thinking like a fan and i know jeff johns will have thought of this and he'll be a ha it's not that and everyone everyone else was thinking this as well and that's he's going to get joe chill to admit that joker planned this and joker orchestrated everything to make mm. batman become something because there was that line there was that yeah. line where like the 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 boss joker the criminal talked about how he existed long before batman and he ran the city and it's true, it, it makes me think that like oh maybe he got bored and wanted something to like combat Extra, him yeah. and something something fun and if you're thinking like hey doesn't that sound way too much like batman 89 oh well this book actually has the thugs from batman <laughs> 89 in it yeah and his co- and batman's costume is basically keaton's <laughs> the freaking tattoo on one of the guys yep. too is the original joker design mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is freaking crazy, and again, just so many references from all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that third issue. Comes out this month sometime. End of this yeah, month, yeah, I think. Yeah, it does. 
I think, too, this will be one of those books that probably reads better down the line because it's so close to Joker War and, mm-hmm. like, literally the scene where it's like, ooh, all these, you know, proto-Jokers coming out of the chemical pool. And I'm like, this would have been cooler if Tynan didn't already do it just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well, again, like, this book was just hampered by delays for some reason. Yeah. So, like, it was meant to, I think, come out, but like, way back when, just after, like, Doomsday Clock was meant to originally finish now, what from this do you think is actually going to become canon? Because there's a lot of talk there where it's like, oh, well, it is in canon, but it isn't in canon. Well, we took it in and we took it out. And well, if people like it, it'll be canon. We don't know yet. Yeah, well, from well, from what I gather, it's like yes and no on canon. And I guess, and again, as you said, if people really like it, it'll become canon. And it kind of is anyway, because they reference, like, this goes all the way back to fucking Jeff Johns' last yeah. run on Justice League, where Batman sat on the Mobius chair and learned who the Joker was. It goes all the way That's back true. to there. Yeah, so it kind of is on. canon. I guess we'll see. And no, we never really figured out why this was delayed so vehemently. Yeah, I, I, again, it just it might be just something because of like the old editorial. They didn't particularly like Johns. I know that, and they they delayed goddamn Doomsday Clock Shazam. up the wazoo and Shazam and Shazam had a final issue this week. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe that. Johns yeah. didn't write it. It was Loveness. Again, I, I, I haven't read it yet, but I flicked through it and I'm like, oh, this was meant to be like when he did that, when Loveness did the that fill-in issue. Felt like I it was meant, the fill-in. Felt like it was meant to come after that, like he was meant to do two in a row. Yeah, and they, I think that is how it meant to happen. Yeah, and they like, for some reason, repurposed it. I don't, I don't fucking know. It was a good issue. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely uh the chat is uh saying didio hey if you're interested in didio be sure to watch the elseworlds exchange this tuesday <laughs> the show that i normally co-host but got bumped for didio <laughs> how does that feel <laughs> you know i i never have a problem when i get bumped because that show gets really great guests but now i can hold that one forever i got bumped by dan didio <laughs> it's coming it's 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 what you get <laughs> absolutely i imagine i come in and he's sitting in my chair he's got his feet up he's farting in my chair and everything eating my pudding oh sorry was this yours he becomes mm. the new the new the new co-host yeah the new joel he's not and doing anything have... so no true and here we have new joel dan to do <laughs> <laughs> now let me tell you about how much i hate nightwing <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah three jokers actually pretty good and again i think it will only read better as time goes on absolutely uh what else do we have this week oh i had the new uh shang chi i made reference to it in the beginning and i think you and i really liked this one i did i really liked it shocking how great this one was i almost didn't read it but i always like to give everyone attached to a movie the try but yeah man uh gene lewin yang who was like a superstar at dc with smashes the clan and super hyphen man and everything else he he fucking kills this one. Oh yeah yeah this was this was really great especially with people like me who um kind of know who shang chi is but aren't too familiar with his whole backstory i think and that's all of most that. people and um yeah the, this issue really covers everything gets you up to speed it, really quickly it's really easy to pick up they start with a fairly sized retcon mm-hmm. about uh what is it uh, about shang chi's father and their organization and you know kind of how they were born in ancient china but it makes a lot of sense and also too i feel there's a thing there that some people are probably gonna miss where it's like but wait they say this guy is shang chi's father i thought uh fu manchu was his father they're the same guy yeah they they can't you know use fu manchu because that's an old archetype yeah. that's 
quite racist at the moment. Yes, yes it is. In fact, I, I was waiting for that moment in the book where it's like, yes, and the five deadly weapons were saved by uh, uh, Ching Chow, and it's like, but he had another name once, Fu Manchu. Oh yeah, no, we can't say that anymore. No, that was his name forever and always was, everybody. <laughs> also, Fing Fang Foom is here too, because that's yeah, fun. It's always fun seeing him. Man, I love that Shang-Chi's day job in San Francisco. He's working in a Chinese bakery selling egg tarts and pineapple bread. I had pineapple bread for the first time just a couple years ago, and holy shit, it changed my life. Yeah, when are we going to get a Grandma Wang solo series? Man, she's great. They make you fall in love with her right away, don't they? I, know, I, I, I did have people saying um, in my chat that were that are like Chinese or Chinese descent. They say, that, oh, wow, they really captured like the the old grandma vibe really well and it makes sense because jean yang is uh chinese and and he he writes wonderful characters he uh, his first book was called american born chinese and yep. superman smashes the clan was following an american chinese family yeah, as they yeah. moved cities clearly this dude is infusing these books with a lot of his own very unique uh life story and you know cultural signifiers and it is so great because of that and it wouldn't have had that if not for him the bit that i loved uh is when you know agent Wu, who was like an actual character from the 70s uh masters of kung fu mm -hmm. series comes to him and tries to start speaking to him in mandarin and he's like can we stop doing this your mandarin is so terrible it's and she's terrible. like yeah well you're it's like your english sucks you sound like a fortune cookie and he's like yeah i talk slow and pepper in eastern wisdom so you know like white americans won't look past me and have to look at me and i'm like whoa that feels fucking real yeah yeah that was great that's some real ass shit. And also a nice little wink and nudge for Yang to be like, yeah, Shang-Chi's been written like a caricature for a lot of time in his publication mm -hmm. history, but he's going to talk like a real person now. Yeah. He's just going to be a normal, everyday person. Which I'm like, that's fucking dope and probably how he's going to be in the movie. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. I think this and Black Panther are a perfect example of like, hey, if you take these characters that, you know, represent... Uh, you know, a certain group of people and actually let someone from that group of people write them, magic happens. Yeah, it's almost like they've had similar experiences and can draw on from life yeah. experiences. Yeah. yeah, and make it feel true to life and everything, while also being ultimately super accessible mm -hmm. to everyone else, and those stories really pop and really come to life and everything, and just, yeah, it's good shit, Shang-Chi solid yeah. also what i like about it too is it fills a kung fu shaped hole that no one at either company is filling right now there is no kung fu series yeah yeah no, i i'm looking forward to it to diving into that world of kung fu and like mm -hmm. uh like the stuff like like fing fang foom and um, more stuff like that or, or like the mystical stuff i hope it sticks around now it's funny i wonder are people gonna be like in this series like they are in every iron fist series and that is hey when is shang chi gonna show up and are they gonna be in this book and be like hey when is iron fist gonna show up <laughs> Actually, hey, he, I think he might he might show up that'd be I'd, I'd actually like jin yang to to tackle iron fist same and everything that's with his character and you know maybe kind of make it meta about the show and everything i think there could definitely be some interesting places there you know tackle yeah. or orientalism as it is called and what that show uh, got a lot thrown at it about mm -hmm. but yeah uh, shang chi is great everyone don't don't sleep on this one because it's genuinely something super cool and special it's great yeah good good shit uh what else did you have matt uh, well, we had Dark Knight's Multiverse's End, issue one. Yeah, 
I kept wanting to call it Metaverse's End, and I had to change the title like several times. In fact, I think my title card still says Metaverse's End. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> I just got used to calling it that, and I'm like, oh, well, Jeff John says it's a Metaverse now. Now it's a multiverse. <laughs> it's an omniverse. <laughs> It's an omniverse. It's lots of things. This this was a fun story, completely unnecessary for death metal. But if you care about certain characters, you're going to enjoy this. Again, this is this is one of the ones that you could tell was happening because of like in Death Metal Three, where the, where Diana's like, "Oh, you you John, you're going to go off with your lantern mm-hmm. into this book, and you're going to go off in this book, and we're going to go off into Trinity Crisis." Yeah. And yeah, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's required reading, but I'd give it a read if you want to know like what like john stewart and justice incarnate are up to and it's actually quite quite cool what they do with uh the crime syndicate mainly yeah owl man yeah owl man kind of gets to be the breakout star of this it's funny yeah you said in a dark in death metal 3 you know everyone kind of got their job like nightwing you rescue the legion of doom we're going <laughs> uh to the dark multiverse you know green lanterns you do this the fact that it's Green Lanterns literally has no bearing on this story whatsoever, though we do get to see yeah. Baz and Jessica for a second, which was nice. Yes, they still exist. And we do we do get the Rainbow Batman. Yes, the Bat Color Core. Yeah, all evil Batman with the uh with the lantern rings, which is really cool. We also see the return of the baby Batman yes. from the Garth Ennis comedy story. <laughs> I know I knew talking about him would it would pay off. <laughs> Yeah, boy, did it ever. He was a fun villain for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I, I really liked him. But yeah, it's mainly all about uh, Owlman since they're on Earth-3 um, battling the, the crime syndicate since all of the all the evil Earths have been mm. have been left since they fuel uh, Perpetua, since they all have towers on it, which the people of Earth-Zero have been taken to and used as the, human the batteries. The Nazis, the vampires, the Justice Lords. Yep, yep. All, all which the... I had someone in my comment section say, hey, the Justice Lords aren't all evil evil all the time i'm like you're splitting hairs man yeah 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 they're, they're pretty evil <laughs> they're pretty evil yeah they're I, they're injustice superman with less steps yeah um but yeah john's been captured but i like that we jump into the story john's already been captured uh by Owlman and is being tortured because Owlman wants to know mm. kind of like what the hell's going on and he, he hints at like he'll he might help them because he realizes that when Perpetua wins, they kind of all lose because their world will stop being needed. Yeah. So they'll probably they'll end up getting killed. It's it's funny, too. Half of this is the adventure of, like, Justice League Incarnate, who are such a cool concept, and I'm mm-hmm. shocked they never got a solo series. I know. I don't know why, like, like Grant Morrison brought him in, made him, and, like, set him up perfectly for, like, a solo series in uh, his Multiversity mm-hmm. series, and then they nothing happened with him. They appear every now and then. Like, every now and then you might see, like, Calvin Ellis' Superman or, or Captain Carrot and stuff, but for the most part, they've just been, like, left alone for some reason captain carrot who gets more love in yeah. crossovers and events than he ever did in his own solo series mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and here he's just fantastic as well he's a lot of fun him and guy gardner form a really unlikely friendship yep while punching nazis while punching nazis gotta love that guy gardner give me another nazi to punch <laughs> guy gardner says punch them nazis everyone <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's funny. It's half that, and it's also half John Stewart literally explaining everything that's happened in Death Metal up to this point to Owlman. So it's also kind of like a refresher course book too. A f- refresher course that kind of like like smooth things out a little bit because I know yes, there was some is... some details that people weren't really either sure on or aware of, and this kind of like smooths it all out. 
this is James Tynan who was writing this, but I'm sure he was given like all of Scott Snyder's notes. And it's like, okay, <laughs> time to put this in order in one place. Cause like all the information you get is stuff you got from reading justice league, but mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let's put it all in one place for people. Yeah. Which is why I like to get John saying like, I can't really remember it all because like a thing of crisis is, is that like you kind of start forgetting and it's like trying to remember a dream. Mm, you wibbly so, wobbly. So, sort of forget stuff and i like that he, he mentions in a line it's like oh there was, was all this stuff with like the legion of doom but you don't need to hear that <laughs> you don't need to hear that part go read the book <laughs> harbinger shows up which mm-hmm. i thought was interesting another deep crisis pull yep harbinger who's like a uh, a computer a computer now and she has access to all of the like past earths and like what happened and everything because owl man uses it because he realizes owl man realizes he's not the original owl man and no, that kind of kind of shocks nice him back that kind of shocks him so he uses harbinger to see his previous deaths and every death and, and, and yeah it's so, good. it's so goddamn cool watches him die by the hand of dr manhattan and mm-hmm. all of this stuff and he, it's it's actually really cool because he comes to the realization that because of that he he's like an assurance like like the multiverses die and get reborn and so does he because he is the true and real dark mirror of batman i love that that he really gets pissed off at perpetua and the darkest night for basically biting his gimmick yeah yeah it's like you took this and and ran with it and you've ruined everything but i am the original one so i get the last laugh I'm the first, I'm the best, Batman will always exist when the universe is recreated, which means I will always exist as his polar mirror opposite. And I'm like, that's sociopath thinking, but also he's not wrong. Yeah, well, as, jo- as John says, like, he's, he's he, help- he ends up helping the heroes, but he ends up helping the heroes because, like, because of that. It's, like, such a petty reason. Yes, and also it's a comedy, so it makes sense when yeah. literally the final yeah. part of this book is a man in a bird suit fighting a baby dressed as Batman. Yeah, after killing his friends, uh, after killing Ultraman and Superwoman, and yeah, fighting a baby. Again, people, how do people not realize this is a comedy? It's schlock. This is a joke. And, and the color Batman core were there yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That it's all just silly. Literally, literally, Stuart and the other Green Lanterns at the end of the book are like, did that actually fucking happen? Yeah, though this multiverse, man, is fucking weird. <laughs> this is really weird, man. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I would say this one is a necessary read, but it's definitely fun if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, it's. I, I have a feeling that all these books are going to be pretty fun. Yeah, they're all fun in their own uh, interesting way. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, I had, uh, what did I have? I had Injustice Year Zero, Issue 7. Oh, yes, this is still chugging along. Yeah, so last issue we had uh, Joker take over uh, Alan Scott um, mm. with his uh, with his Apophis uh, amulet. And he, right, had, right. he, he killed uh, Sandman. Um, but then we thought maybe Alan died because... Uh, alan when he was possessed by joker lost like the power in his ring gave out because it only a short amount of time and he ended up plummeting from the sky he actually ended up surviving but he's gravely wounded um and the heroes of the justice league and jsa come together to try and figure out like well alan scott wouldn't just murder wesley dodds like what the fuck's going on here so they begin their their um their investigation there's a there's a great moment between superman and uh alan scott's husband jim um where jim says that he's glad that superman came around because it meant that alan kind of 
realize that he doesn't have to do this all the time now he gave superman gave the the couple time together mm. it's a really nice moment um and there's a really really great moment that kind of solidifies like why do people like joker and harley as a couple they they're an awful relationship yeah, and that that's definition of toxic that's when um joker tries to go and kill amazing man um with with a courier he tries to shoot the guy but because amazing man can like change his skin into whatever he touches he ends does up amazing man still have a terrible costume he he doesn't wear the costume in in this episode but he does have like oh. that green costume that he did wear in yes. like the 40s and stuff yes right right yeah um so he ends up surviving the assassination attempt and joker realizes that he needs to like sort of find a balance of possessing someone and making them realize what they're doing while they feel it happen so there's mm. like a fear because that's more fun and to do that he ends up using harley as a guinea pig to test this out on and gets her to I jump that panel you showed and gets her to jump off a balcony and she ends up like breaking her arms and legs and stuff and Ooh. and that's like um her like wake up call in a way to leave the joker and she has a great note that says like like if in doubt break glass or something and she ends up like <laughs> breaking through a window and just leaving joker oh that's fun that's yeah. cool yeah it's a cool issue this has been chugging along really nicely injustice is one of those books where it's like i need to go back and read this whole thing yeah yeah and that's definitely uh some good shit in there uh oh we had another big dc centric bat book this week and that was the joker war zone number one which i did not know what to expect going into this one because i'm like it's a big anthology mm -hmm. to a book that's already almost done so what is even the point to my shock and surprise though a lot of the stories in these was actually pretty good yeah pretty good and like kind of like required reading in a way yes for a couple things so uh we get a little short one with joker and bane mm -hmm. where joker basically shows <laughs> up to shit on city of bane and that whole run and how stupid bane's plan was that, that page where he just like reams bane for killing alfred and for doing it like essentially Bad. off panel and and yeah. like like i thought that was pretty good it makes me think that like oh is joker gonna like bring back alfred like he kind of did oh, as the zombie crazy. but like actually brings it back because like no that was stupid i'll bring him back because he he needs to exist like batman would never put alfred in the lazarus pit but like if joker did it as yeah. a joke yeah yeah that would be really funny but yeah it's uh i like it too because i'm like thank you for putting bane back to where he was to be like a loser who only did one good thing now he's back to the secret six version i like yep <laughs> I like that a lot, and it's like, hey, you want more of this story? Be sure to check in 2021. Yeah. Also, too, I like he mentions, yo, when I killed the fake Batman. Yeah, Thomas Wayne from the Flashpoint movies. That was really important, then it stopped being important. Yeah, yeah, apparently, yeah, he's, he, he's still there. He's not still there. It's, yeah. Whatever. Reverse Flash did it. Reverse Flash was yeah. behind everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, the big story in this one is, of course, the Batwing Luke Fox-centric story. And mm -hmm. I didn't even know this, but apparently in that Catwoman 25 tie-in, she ended up getting Bruce Wayne's fortune back, but gave it to the Fox family instead. Oh, really? Okay, it kind yes. of makes sense. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, they say that here in the book where she's like, yeah, and they gave it all to the Fox family. I'm like, oh, well, I guess Batman didn't trust himself anymore with the money if it could be stolen so easily. Yeah, give it to Lucius and Luke. Yep. 
Yeah, the only problem is is that Lucius is still kind of crazy from Joker poison. I did like it. Yeah, like at the start, like, I think it was the first page where he's like kind of having memories of, of Punchline mm-hmm. putting all the s- syringes in him and he's kind of going a bit loopy. He's wearing like mm-hmm. a hoodie and everything. Yes. Uh, John Ridley steals my heart right away in this series by actually clearly showing that he read the Palmiotti Batwing stories because he knows exactly what Lucius's family looks like and how many people there are. <laughs> he doesn't just make it up and forget people exist, and he actually shows their home life pretty interestingly. And uh, the Fox family has basically a real moral conundrum where they're like, well, what do we do with the money? Do we just give it back? Well, he gave it to us for safekeeping, so we got to do something with it. Surely we can make the city better in an interesting way. And the subtext being, yo, rich, spoiled, white Batman never made Gotham any better on his own. Maybe we can do better coming from a different walk of life. (laughs) Is the subtext of the situation uh, only for Jokers to show up, them having to fight them. But oh, hey, guess what? Cops show up to see Lucius in a hoodie swinging a gun around. It's like, ah, here's the, uh, what is it, racial politics uh, comment here that these cops are just as dangerous to Lucius as the Joker gang members. Yep, yep. (laughs) And Luke has to step in and stop them, and eventually they're like, yeah, you know what? This situation has shown us that, yeah, we probably should do something new and interesting with this money to try and help out Gotham. And to do it, we're bringing back Timothy Fox, Lucius' original son from, like, pre-flat like even pre-crisis like Mm -hmm. earth one long time ago yeah character most people was forgotten about this was the kid that would often fight with his father all the time again about racial issues there's a famous panel wherein timothy fox calls his dad an oreo (laughs) and i can only imagine what that character would be like in 2020 probably much of the same so it would be interesting to see him come back in a modern parlance absolutely yeah so I went from, like, not really knowing what to think of that John Ripley Batman project, being like, meh, he writes movies. What could he possibly bring to comics? To reading this and being like, oh, you actually read the shit and know your homework and you are actually got some cool ideas. Okay, I want to read this Yeah, now. you're going to do something really fucking awesome. Yeah, it's something that I'm sure will piss off a lot of internet shitbeards. Oh, hey, yeah. Bully yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that one was surprisingly good. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, what uh, what else did you have in there that you like? Because there was a bunch of stories. We want to talk about all um, of them, or what was the? There was a pretty cool Poison Ivy one where she yeah. she returns to the garden, find it like on fire. <laughs> yeah, and so she breaks bad again. It's funny people yeah. are saying, you know, Jesus Christ, Poison Ivy is like a wrestler. She keeps turning heel and face so much it's hard to keep track. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of people getting mad that she's turning back into a villain. I'm like. Because they like the Harley yeah, TV but I'm show like, version. I'm like, you know, good. Because, like, yeah, I, again, it felt like she was just kind of following Harley's lead a little bit there. She was. Yeah, where it's like, time. no, good, good on her for, like, becoming a villain again. I'm, I'm interested to see that. I don't think there's been a really good Poison Ivy villain story in a long, long time. No. And it looks like Tynan has a pitch, so okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. They, they did have that, that solo series, but again, that wasn't, like, she wasn't really a villain. She was, like, no. more morally dubious, but, like, it wasn't a villain. Mm. She yeah. keeps waffling back and forth. I would just like them to pick something and run with it, please. Yeah, but I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to, to that. Um, we also got a Clown Hunter story where Clown Hunter was yeah. unmasked. And no, it is not Damien Wayne. Like, everyone seemed no. to think it was for some reason. And Tynan even said it wasn't. Yeah, it's just, just a kid. It's just a kid. Yeah. 
some random person. We still don't know their name. We learn a little bit about their backstory. Mm -hmm. They mention their parents in the past tense, assuming, okay, they might be dead, but were they killed by Jokers or were they Jokers? We don't know. Mm. Yeah, but um, either. But yeah, it was a good, good smattering of stories that, that, that are all pretty damn good. Definitely. I have to wonder how new some of these stories are. I'm guessing that Poison Ivy one and that Bane one have to be fairly new because they're written by Tynan, and Tynan was only supposed to stay on till issue 100 of Batman, but now he's staying on for longer. Yeah, yeah. some of them feel like they might have, should have come earlier. Mm-hmm. Like like a, around like Year of the Villain time, maybe? Or something, yeah. I, I truly wonder. Yeah. what uh, what the status was on that one but yeah some fun stuff in there uh, a lot of people are really liked the spoiler orphan centric one because mm-hmm. it was cute and colorful and everything mm-hmm. it's just nice to be reminded that those two characters exist in the bat <laughs> universe <laughs> hey we didn't forget about them they're still out here doing stuff we promise <laughs> uh but yeah the i had one last one and it was avengers oh i haven't read that one yeah, it's all right. It's uh, it's basically Moon Knight and uh, Black Panther fighting for the whole issue. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we're coming to the end of this Age of Konshu arc, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Yes, we are. And in fact, they're already kind of setting up the next Phoenix-based arc at the end of this one. Yeah, because Moon Knight becomes Phoenix. Yes, he does. He takes a whole beating just so he can take the Phoenix Force. And it's funny, I think someone in my comment section said it quite succinctly, where they're like, remember when the Phoenix Force was scary and special, and ever since, like, uh, Avengers vs. X-Men, now it's just like a power-up in a video game? Yeah, it's like anyone can have it. Anyone can have it, no matter what. It really doesn't feel special anymore. And I'm like, yeah... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the unseen is in I, I this would book s- too. I would say that, like, yeah, I saw that the unseen was in that, and because it, it, uh, obviously this takes place before Empire, so of course, yeah, he would, yeah. And I'm like, Jason Aaron, you invented this character and then did nothing with them, and now someone else did something with them before you got the chance. Hell, may- maybe he set that up. Maybe who knows? With this, yeah, maybe he set it up. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> A lot of cool stuff happens in this Avengers book, but I have like no emotional connection to anything that's actually happening in this story. I just, I just like that it's like, like this could have been an event on its own. Yes, it could have been. But it's just an Avengers book. I like that. I like that. Like yeah. an Avengers book can just have like this huge thread in it because it, sh- it should be like that. It's an Avengers it be, book. Yeah. It should be. It should be the biggest thing. Yeah, and I, I like that they, they didn't try and like turn it into a huge event or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, that was Avengers. It was fine. Uh, how many more do you have, Matt? Uh, I've got two more. Okay, cool. Let's have them. Uh, I had, uh, where is it? I had Batman Superman Annual Issue 1. I almost picked this one up, but didn't, because I needed Ooh, the space for Shang-Chi. It's fun. It's fun. It's, um, the whole story is about who would win, Batman versus Superman. Um, ah, and it's, it's done by Mixel Spitlick and Batmite, who are teaching oh. two younger imps um, who are playing with Batman and Superman toys. Um, they end up like like using their powers to to like theoretically do the do the whole Batman versus Superman thing. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Batman's like, well, Batman would use all his technology and everything to do it. Um, and Mixel Spitlick says, no, but Superman's got literally all of the powers. He would just one hit super, he would just one hit <laughs> Batman. And it's great because it's set out like there's this big multiversal event and, um, no one knows what's happening. And then they find out that Superman is the cause and his literal presence is breaking the universe. 
and oh, um, it, it ends up like killing all of the bat family and and that's like the the spark that sets off the fight um <laughs> until uh batman is about to lose and he turns the sun red it's his ultimate contingency <laughs> um then mixel spitlick takes over and is like no superman would just one punch batman and he'd die because batman's a fucking human <laughs> Oh, it's creative, if nothing else. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's the, that's what's funny. Batman's like, that's not really creative, and that's totally out of character for Superman. Just be a little bit creative. So they end up coming up with like, uh, um, they end up fighting through like the the Bat Cave and the Fortress of Solitude, and and all while this is happening, the heroes are realizing that hey, something's something's wrong. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why are we fighting? They keep forgetting why they're fighting and then they suddenly get a new reason why they're fighting <laughs> until eventually they, they finally uh, work out that they're being manipulated by the imps and they end up like fighting them as action figures. So a big treatise on the same argument fans have yeah. over and over and will have to the end of time. Yeah. Do do they reference that this is the first time we've seen Mr. Mixelplex since like fucking Mr. Oz and everything when he swore bloody revenge on Superman for not saving him and then we never got the resolution to that story? No, no. Oh, they that's just, a bummer. It's just, it's just an annual. It's, it's meant to be like kind of out of continuity because annuals right. are often are. But yeah, the ending is 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 the hero saying they won't they won't ever fight each other because like why would they? Like, <laughs> like they as Batman them. says, like the, the the imps went through insane reasons to get them to fight, like <laughs> insane convoluted reasons to get them to fight, and like we wouldn't and you had they had to control them to in order to do that, and if they were left to their own devices, they wouldn't fight. They would just find another way. Take that, other writers. <laughs> yeah, and um. Batman, of course, is like, oh, we gotta, we gotta crack a fifth dimensional travel. We need to deal with these imps and Superman's like, ah, oh, no, leave them alone. They will never like come to our Earth and like destroy it or anything because they need us. They're fans of us and our world. If we That's don't funny. exist, they don't exist. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and they end up beating beating the two imps at their own game by pitting them against each other, and they both say each uh, other's names in reverse and just just like real nerds pit them against each yeah. other and they'll tear each other apart <laughs> that, yeah that, that that was a really fun issue i really enjoyed that issue oh, that sounds good and um, you had one last one the last one was justice league annual issue two. Oh yes this had an annual this week as well yeah the, the, there's been a murder at the at the hall of justice um, not again some unknown person was murdered in a sub basement of the hall and all of the batman assembles all the justice league to to figure out what happened and he assembled all of the members that are in the justice league because each of them have their own specific investigative style like superman's, so it's clue. superman's an investigative reporter True. wonder woman deals with like mystical and magical stuff john stewart's space cop barry allen's a csi he's the world's greatest detective um so they end up like looking over the body and everything and then the 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 hall locks down and ends up enacting all the protocols that they put in place to deal with their villains so like the zod uh. protocol the rooms turn into red sun lamps uh, <laughs> a reverse flash protocol which which ham dampens barry's speed a sinestro nice. protocol which stops the green lantern constructs being made all this stuff and they're trying to figure out like who the hell is like which villain is like doing this and they're like oh it could be the avatar of the technology kingdom the machine queen or it could be the calculator or anything actually no <laughs> calculator because this is written by robert vendetti it it connects up with what he wrote in justice league and it ends up being the head of the eradicator 
Oh, shit. Who, because Batman and his infinite wisdom, decided to hook up to their computers to use the, as processing power to sort out, sort through, like, all different, all possible variances on who would attack them, basically. Man, between, between that friggin' brother eye and the Brainiac <laughs> virus and Batman Superman, Batman is just fucking up all the technology recently. <laughs> he is. He, 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 it's, a, it's a classic thing of Batman. He always does that. And no one stops, no one tries to stop him. Or when they do, he ends up getting into big fights and ends up like Tower of Babel and stuff like that. The height of hubris. Hey, Batman, do you want me to help you plug that in? (laughs) I I developed a machine using Brainiac's corpse to do that for me or something. Wait, what? (laughs) Fucking kill you all. (laughs) It's just like one man desperately trying to like program his VCR and just lighting everything on fire. (laughs) Um, yeah, so the league end up they um, they they end up beating him, beating the Eradicator by basically working together. That's the whole like like treatise of the of the story. It's it's like together as a team they can right. overcome anything, and it's actually really cool. They use like like to get out of the room. Barry uses one of Batman's batarangs and like phases it into a wall and gets Green Lantern to like hit it into the the locking mechanism with his constructs and it like opens the door and then they they use um uh superman's strength to like hold up the the base while barry cuts a hole in the ground with his with his speed and stuff to let everyone out and all that sort of stuff like all this really cool stuff and again it's like robin mendetti so like everyone gets a chance everyone gets like their moment there's no like like shine and like um no uh like standout star or anything is is everyone well that's what you like to see in your team book and something that i dare say avengers could learn recently i'm like this hasn't been a team book in forever this is a moon knight story starring black panther yeah and also like at the end batman ends up keeping eradicator's head so he's left the story open in case he comes back to write it well duh (laughs) friggin batman man uh all right so that's uh that's all the things we read this week that's all the things all right then so i guess this is where we'll start winding down the show everyone thank you so much for watching and listening and spending your sunday night with us especially because uh we had to take two takes of this one we appreciate (laughs) everyone who stuck around uh as always if you're a patron you'll get to listen to this first before anyone else which is always very very much appreciated Mm uh also hey if you live in canada and you want to help the show out and get yourself something nice be sure to go down to the description and buy something off my amazon storefront i wondered why no one was buying stuff off the amazon store link and then i realized because i set it up in canada only canadians can buy off it but Uh. unfortunately most of our fan base is in america (laughs) oops yeah i've I've got to i've got to try and sort that out as well because yeah i've got to set up like an american one as well they uh they gave me like the 90 day warning where it's like mm-hmm. we're gonna take this away from you in 90 days and i'm like yeah okay whatever i guess i'll just open an american one in 90 days <laughs> that's just long enough to get a 90 day fiance like the show <laughs> uh but yeah thank you everyone for watching and listening again uh for everyone uh, else you can find the show uh wednesday 8 a.m eastern standard time over on the channel uh yeah that's uh that's about it do we have anything planned for the rest of the week Matt? anything coming up you want people to know about uh well i'm gonna be i'm gonna be streaming more squadrons i'm gonna finish the story mode i think i'm like three missions away from finishing that so i do that play nice. some multiplayer uh and other than that not really i'm gonna build more gundams <laughs> there you go I gotta build more gun i got more hades to play i got more ambulance shows to watch uh, <laughs> i think i think fargo came back tonight with a new episode fargo's fun nice i, I gotta i, mean, I gotta watch that i gotta watch that 
I've been enjoying that one. That's some good shit. Uh, the boys will be done this week. Yeah, looking forward to that season finale. I can't believe it came so quickly. We'll have to do a whole spoiler cast on the boys next week. Absolutely. Now that we can talk about it, boy, boy, what what a season it's been. I dare say this season was better than the first. Oh, absolutely. It's so good. And apparently it's 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 like like gone crazy in like ratings and everything now. Yeah, from what I understand, yeah, it seems like everyone was watching. That's uh, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, anything else this week coming out? Anything else big and interesting? I know as we head into October, uh, I was going to say, will we do something horror-themed? Uh, maybe we'll have to do a Halloween commentary or something. Yeah, I guess we would have to. We'd have to... Hold on, let me just check. What's, uh, what's uh, something scary everyone would like us to do for a special Halloween commentary? <laughs> that feels like something we should offer to fans. Scam Doc Phoenix. Alright, it's fucking scary, that's for sure. <laughs> lord knows i'm terrified about it i live in fear of dark <laughs> phoenix every day i wake up and being like who's dark phoenix wake up in cold sweats <laughs> yeah it didn't happen uh, someone's saying dawn of the dead 1978 yeah we could also do this uh what is it the Zack snyder one so we could just be like hey here's a thing we like from Zack snyder <laughs> yeah which is mostly accredited to james gunn <laughs> yeah james gunn who wrote it he calls him a rock star several times on the commentaries like yo james gunn rock star such a rock star all these rock stars here man <laughs> That's such Which, a Zack Snyder word. <laughs> yeah, very rock star man, just such a rock star. If you listen to that commentary, he says the word rock star about three hundred times. <laughs> Which he's not wrong. Ving Rames is indeed a rock star. James Gunn is. is indeed a rock star. Yes. <laughs> Godzilla nineteen ninety eight. We did that once, Jaden Brackett name redacted. <laughs> I can't even remember that. <laughs> Neither can I horror comics or games. I don't even know if I have enough knowledge or background on that to do anything with that although again i am dipping my feet into emulation so i don't know maybe i'll do some horror thing that people can't get anymore some like japanese thing that never got reprinted Ooh, yeah the the proper silent hill 2 not the remake one <laughs> or the remastered one that's not nearly as good because they fucked up a lot yeah i gotta look into those emulations too because they there are speaking of japanese games there is a couple of like horror ones that like i never got around mm. to playing just because like they were hard to find like parasite yeah. eve and all of that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone keeps saying the animated dead space movie is dead space even a thing anymore that people are interested in i know mm. like justin gray of justin gray and palmiati actually wrote that uh dead space animated movie they did yeah i i they're not doing anything with it it's, it's been like a dead brand since yeah. oh for like going on five years now i think Ooh, uh zeke says uh what is it the silent hill movie oh, yeah maybe God. that's the sequel that's a good... watch the sequel instead the sequel i have not seen the sequel i've seen the first one like twice i saw it like once on an airplane and then like once on tv first one's not a good silent hill movie but it's good horror movie it's, it's weird yeah it's really weird yeah, it's wonderfully weird. Like, if it was anything but a Silent Hill movie, it would probably be okay. It's yeah. actually hampered by that. There we go. The Resident Evil live-action movies. We're doing them. We're doing... Yeah. Have you seen the yeah. last one? I have not, actually. We should what just, like, watch that. One? We should just watch that. You not know anything about it. And just just yeah. watch it. On, I just want to watch your face. <laughs> I mean, look, man, you know, if there's no uh, comic news during October for Halloween, maybe we'll just have to watch all of them in order. What was the last one I watched? Okay, there's the first one where they're in the mansion. Mm -hmm. The second one, Nemesis, were in the, when they're in the city mm -hmm. and in Toronto during the SARS outbreak. Actually, I know many of the places they filmed in that. <laughs> the third one, the third one isn't the apocalypse, right? Yeah, yeah, third one is the apocalypse. 
okay, boy, they really fucking jumped in that yeah, one, Yeah, oh, didn't fuck they? yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. And then what were the other ones? There was... I, I, I can't remember what their titles are. <laughs> the, the the fourth one was like... There was like a like, simulation? Yeah, there was like lots of, lots of the main actress. There were like clones. <laughs> right, there was a lot of Alice's. And I think, I think the fourth one is where they introduced like Chris and all that, and it was just awful because he's right. played by the guy from Prison Break. Yes, and like him and Wesker and them know yep. each other already, and you're like, what the fuck? Has this series been running concurrently to yep. the games? What yep. are you talking about? There's an awful fight. Fifth one, I think that's where they introduce Leon and everyone, and it's just, again, awful because right. they, they're just side characters. And I want to say the sixth one is the last one. I, I don't wow. actually know how many there are. I actually own them all on Blu-ray, and I don't know how many they are. Well, that sounds wonderfully bad. Maybe this will. But be I know the last one is fucking awful. Is fucking awful. There you go. Maybe we will have to make this a biohazard Halloween special <laughs> on the comic multiverse. That's perfect. So a bunch of movies, all pretty bad. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you nailed it, Chad. I think you got it. <laughs> There you go. That might have to be what we do for Halloween. So thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. Matt and myself will be back again next week. Catch you later, everyone. Bye-bye.